the Leaving Today podcast, the show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Hello, welcome to the Leave In Today podcast, episode number 150. Yeah, 150 times we've done this. No, actually 149, this would be 150th, so I suppose that's, no, that's about it, right? Okay, hello, and my name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here. Uh, sitting, actually to the left of me via via FaceTime, is going to be the game changer herself, Jess. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and then, that was weird. It was weird. Should she do it again? No. Okay. She was just weird. Anyway. Okay. Uh, the voice you heard uh, coming out of the, that'd be stereo channel, right? Uh, it would be uh, the trail mash of uh, puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to us, downloading us today. Uh, maybe you're on your commute. Maybe you are working out. Maybe you're riding a bike. Maybe you're taking a stroll. Maybe you're in the office or doing something. However it is, thank you so much for tuning in and downloading is tuning in even the right word? Probably mm-hmm. not. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if this is your first time, hey, welcome. We, we think you'll find the water to be very, very warm. Uh, if you are a repeat offender, hey, welcome home. Uh, if you'd like to support this show, because tonight's show is brought to you by you listeners out there, the Patreon uh, family, you can do it on leavingtodaypodcast.com. Click on the Patreon logo, and we make it super simple there. Um, $1, $3, or $5.00. And then if you uh, want to follow us on Instagram, it's Leaving Today Podcast. And we have a link tree there with everything on there. You can, you can get Patreon, you can get t-shirts, all that kind of cool stuff. But today, uh, we have a very special guest on. Um, it's a friend of the show. Just a friend in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very talented um, Marcy Carricker Smothers. Uh, you should know her from her excellent book called Eat Like Walt. Uh, we highly encourage you to go out and get that, um, either at the parks or, or Amazon or however you want to, but do definitely do it. It's super, super cool. But today we're talking about her latest book just came out in November. Uh, it's called Walt's Disneyland, a walk in the park with Walt Disney. Um, so we're going to talk about that and I highly encourage you guys to, um, pick up that copy. You might be able to give away a copy. Mm. We'll have to have a little game about that. Um, we'll see how that goes. So we're also going to have the news, and I'll do a small trip report because I just got back from the parks. Um, what is today? Sunday. I got back from the parks Thursday night. Um, but today's opening question, um, not simple yes or no, but maybe a quick discussion about this because I was... Um, 
going over episode 149 and listening to some comments we were talking about open spaces and we made a comment about um there's like this mental shift that one gets or one may get when going from disneyland across the esplanade into dca or going from dca back into disneyland remember mm -hmm. that comment mm-hmm so I'm wondering, uh, Jess and Udi, uh -huh. if if you guys experience that mental shift and if you could describe what it might mean for you and what you're feeling as you go from park to park across that Esplanade. Because I was thinking about that this this past week. What's that? I said Udi can go first. Oh, Jess. Okay. I always go first. Mm, not true. Um, well, you know... Uh, and you know what? I might ask Marsha this. Yeah. Um, well, I think when when you when you really, for me, when I really think about it, it, it has to do with um, knowing history and understanding Walt and um, knowing what that park is and what it what it symbolizes. So when you look at DCA, you understand that it was done with a different um, mentality, mm -hmm. a different. Um, way of looking at how to create a theme park and one that they have ever since then begin uh, been trying to correct because they I think they learned that <laughs> we screwed that up um, or we, we didn't do it as good as we could have would be the better way to put it I think um, but I, you know really what it is is, is shifting your mind to um, being more into the tradition and heritage mm -hmm. and then when you come out of that park and you go into DC it's more about we're all a little bit more um, open with ideas yeah. in DCA. How many times have we, we been here and we've gone like, well, that belongs over in DCA, not yeah. in Disneyland proper. Yeah. And, and, and that is all part of it. It is all part of that mentality that you have DCA. Hey, if you want to experiment with an IP or whatever, go over there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You come over here... There is a level of respect mm -hmm. and and um, love that you probably don't need to mess with too much. Yep, right, right. That's really what it is. So whenever you go to DCA, you have a little bit more, for lack of a better way of expressing it, um, more of an open canvas, canvas and willingness to be like, hey, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I, I like it, don't like it, less judgmental I get, or less rigid in our thought process. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Okay. Jess? Yeah, I mean, it, and I knew that him and I were going to kind of be on the same aspect or kind of the same playing field. It's, for me, I don't really, I don't know, my brain doesn't shift when I'm going from, oh. like, one side to the other. Okay. Um, because it's, I mean, it's just, you're full of excitement, and depending on where you start, you know, like, what side you starting on, you know, I mean... There could be more of um, if I was starting in like DCA and like you know making my way over to Disneyland mm -hmm. after one o'clock, which I would never do. Um, <laughs> but mm -hmm. like, there might be that build up and excitement there because you're going, you know, into Disneyland, like you're going into, you know, the original park mm -hmm. and that, you know, where that's usually where you start off, and that's you know you're so excited, you know, out the gate that when you go over to DCA, you're already pumped up. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's you know. good. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. That would be my, yeah, I don't really shift. Like, I mean, 
I'm I'm excited no matter what. I'm I'm my I, my mentality really doesn't change. It's only <laughs> like, oh yeah, now we get alcohol. Oh, there you go. You know. sh- yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, no, that's interesting. Um, see, no, mine, mine does shift a, a little bit because I think when I come, when I leave Disneyland and go to DCA, I find I'm missing Disneyland. Um, and, okay. And it's like I'm, I'm feeling, as Udi said, like I don't know, a little more looser going over to DCA and not necessarily caring what they change and. And how they change it, I'm like oh, okay, they they're closing the section down. They're gonna do this over here, cool, whatever. But when I go into Disneyland, I just I I think I'm a little more protective of it in my own way. I don't, I don't know how, actually how that translates into anything, but I, it's like I, I take mental notes of everything I see, and it's like don't mess with this. And I just have a lot more respect for that that park. And it could be that all my memories are tied to that park. Uh, versus DCA. I mean, if I mean, I do have memories for DCA, but if if you were to weigh the two, it would be completely unfair to be on Disneyland because it's it would mm-hmm. weigh it down. And mm-hmm. so, I go in there and I, you know, I just think about, um, you know, everything that it took to get Disneyland off the ground mm-hmm. in 1953, you know, 1954. What was going on in the world then, and what it took, you know, in those years leading up to get to this, and and all the talent that and 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 you know passion that went into getting that park done and that's that's like oh my gosh you know you're just um yeah so that's just kind of what i what i think about and yeah so i don't know it's just a little a little little mood 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 shift but as you said um correctly uh jess was that i'm excited either way i'm stoked i'm not gonna have a bad time into the park Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah right yeah and each park offers a little bit different level of excitement for me um because I don't think I'm gonna gonna get anything like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Mission Breakout mm-hmm. at DC, and uh, Disneyland. But then, no. But then again, I'm I'm gonna get a whole lot of things that Disneyland ha- has that DCA just can't even match. But yeah, anyways, I don't know. I just thought about that. I was thinking about this this past week. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the opening question. And uh, oh well, thank you. Yeah. Maybe I should, we should ask Marcy that. Yeah, why not? Okay. Cool. And then, all right, I guess now the time where we go to the news. You, listen to this now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. All right. Well, here is the news for this week. Our crack reporters are hard at it again. Uh, first item is Mickey's Toontown removed from Disneyland app. Um, as the reimagining begins, th- this week, Mickey's Toontown closed for its uh, year-long reimagining. The land is set to return next year with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And tonight, which was last week, uh, Disneyland visitors noticed that the land no longer appears on the map of the Disneyland app. Um, so if you go to the app and, ch- and check it out, you can see that it's basically gone. But they actually kind of cleverly put up like the little... Um, construction walls around the entrance was kind of funny um yeah um so yeah i i did take a walk over there uh last week and checked it out it's definitely closed (laughs) can't do anything um so that's going to be very very interesting um you know i also took a little lap around what i could from the uh, fantasyland theater and just kind of imagined how much area that actually is if something else could go in there um I don't know if it could. It, it's not as big as I thought. Um, 
the Venerian. That's what she said. I, I, yes, I'm going to stuff up for that. Um, okay. Well, anyways, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what's going on over Mickey's tune down. Uh, it is closed and it's not even on the map. Um, so we shall see how that goes. I'm sure, um, I'm sure it'll start coming up once, I don't know, probably like in a year from now. Who knows? All right. Next item is, uh, I always think this is kind of funny. Uh, the crime report for February of 2022. You know, every time you put that in our email and I read it, I start laughing. Yeah, I, I love it. I can't help it. I absolutely love it. Um, the Anaheim Police Department call logs show officers responded to cases of assault and battery and grand theft, trans, uh, tra- tra- trespassing, vandalism, and public drunkenness at Disneyland. Um, Jess was there in February, so uh, some of that may have happened to her. Hey, I don't... What, what date were you there, Jess? Do you remember? Sorry, I connected my AirPods. I was there on the 14th. Oh, ooh. That, things went down on the 14th. We'll get there, though. Yes. Um, so here is the... Uh, ooh, the top one on the 14th. Uh, Anaheim Police Department call log for February at Disneyland. Uh, hey, it started off with a, with a, with a bang on, on February 1st. Uh, they got a call for, nar- for um, narcotics. <laughs> Citations issued. Uh, the third... A lot happened on the third. Uh, narcotics... Citation issued, disturbing the peace, citation was issued, trespassing, suspect book, Ooh. and forgery fraud, report Ooh. taken. Somebody trying to pass a bad card there. How, how much you want to bet? Either bills right there or passing a, a bad credit card. On forgery fraud? Yep. Um, could be. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that is? Uh, February 4th, Friday, saw assault and battery. Ooh, no bueno. And petty theft. Okay, uh, that ha- uh, I'm surprised they even took a report for that. Well, it was petty. There's some classy people. Uh, yeah, the fifth was mild, just a, just a small um, narcotics report. <laughs> um, the seventh, two two issues going on: petty theft and trespassing. Suspect was booked for trespassing. Yeah, those are the ones that like. Where are you trying to get in there? You know, it says cast members only, right? Don't go in there. Do, uh, do you think that's what that means? Yeah, Someone's in the park, or or they're like we're told to get out. Yeah. Like you, you've been ejected from the park or whatever. Yeah. Wait, what time was that at? Um, the seventh, nine thirty-three. Yep. That probably something happened there where a dude was like, somebody was being unruly. I said, "You need to get out." And they're like, "No, we're not going to. We're going to call the cops. Call the cops." Okay, a cop's gonna say, "Yeah, we're out. When you're out of here." That's trespassing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because that's what they'll do when 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 uh, when you're told you're no longer welcome here and you refuse to leave. Mm-hmm. They will issue a trespass, like you're now officially trespassing. That's happened to me at Jack in the Box many times. I know, and but that I'm, does yeah. not surprise me. Yeah. yeah, I've been asked to leave, and I refuse. Yeah, you're like, no, and why, sir? Because I see that chicken sandwich <laughs> is now five cents more. Wow. What are you doing? Yeah, I see your conspiracy. That is exactly what I would do yep. too. I know. Um, okay, so that was the seventh. The eighth was another trespassing. I guess the dude came back because that be. that's at ten forty five. Yeah, On Tuesday, the hmm. park probably closed at 10, 9 or 10 that day. Yeah, didn't want to leave. Didn't want to leave. I don't uh, want to go. I'm happy. Okay, yeah. February 9th, uh, drunk in public. Oh. <laughs> Citation issued. DCA Great. DCA maybe? Yeah. Uh, February, oh, yeah. Monday, this is Valentine's Day. Let's see. Jess yeah. was there. Uh, narcotics issued. Huh. An issue, sorry. A citation was issued for narcotics, not narcotics were issued. Um, Just a little bit. Yes. Uh, trespassing again, suspect book. Trespassing again, narcotics. So Jess, oh, Jess was there. Mm-hmm. She was not trespassing. Who knows what's going on over there? Okay, the fifteenth. I was just having a little fun. You having a little fun? 
Uh, yes. Narcotics. I guess we're, I'm getting a theme here. Um, on the 15th, narco- uh, but wait a minute, the 17th, we have a new one, uh, vandalism. Wow. Report taken. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully that was wow. like a citizen's arrest sort of thing. I don't know, man. If I see anybody trying to deface anything on Disney property. What would you do? If- I would I would tell them to stop. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've, I, okay. I've told the story before. Um, I was in the, I was in uh, BART going to a baseball game. Uh-huh. And there were some kids... Like, just being stupid and blocking, like, thinking it was funny, blocking a, a, a small little petite woman trying to get out of the BART at her station. They thought it would be funny to block her. And I just walked over, and I told them, she's trying to leave. Move. They did not. So I moved to them so she could get oh, out. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. Okay. So you think that I'm not going to go over and tell, like, hey, what are you doing? Knock it off. Yeah. I would infinitely, and I know Jess would, like, probably beat me to him. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It'd be like a rate, like we'd be foot racing to get there first to stop them. Yeah. Okay, so that's vandalism. Don't do it in front of Udi or me or Jess or okay. anybody who cares that parking movie. Uh, okay. Nineteenth had narcotics and trespassing. The twentieth had assault and battery. Ooh, great. Yeah, no good. Wonderful. Perfect. It, and that wasn't in two town. <laughs> that was not. That was well. It could have been. Yeah, it probably um, was. Grand theft on the twenty-first. Ooh, that is high ticket. Grand. Yeah, what's what's grand? Is that over a thousand? Uh, yeah, it, it, it went. Uh, no, I think it's over two grand. I don't know. It was grand. Is it a grand? No, it, well, it's a it's a grand theft. No, uh, well, but, but you know, I don't know what the dollar amount is <laughs> for grand theft. But what the heck? I mean, that must have been like a lot of stuff. Well, you got to look at. There are if you go to certain shops, there are high end items and those crystals. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, yeah, it could be any of that, you know. It could have been that, or it could have been just someone loading up a, a backpack. Yeah, thinking, hey, you know what? We're gonna do what we do in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, it's right. Okay, wait a minute. The twenty fourth had narcotics and trespassing again. So a very busy month. Uh, yeah, hold on, I got to make this comment real quick, which yeah. I find pretty funny. Yeah. You look at the narcotics, okay? Yeah. Every almost everyone in here is citation issued, right? Yeah. The trespass though, almost everyone in here is booked, 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 booked. I'm yeah. like, you know what? For anybody listening, not that any of our listeners are going to do this because please don't. But if you trespass in Disney, you're going to jail. You are. You're going to jail. It's pretty clear right there. You're going to jail. So don't do it. Yeah. That includes don't you. Don't do it. That includes you, Jessica. I mean, I don't have to. I have an annual pass. Uh, that's true. Oh, that's right. You own everything now. You do. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, I park. <laughs> yeah, that's your park. So anyways, yeah, I thought that's always an interesting um, monthly report going on there. Uh, next news item that's is... Sad. It's sad. Yeah, it is. I, I, people, man, don't... I don't. suspect a lot more happens. Oh, yeah. There, there are so many things, but... What I always try to say is, like, you're there for enjoyment, a good time. Why? Don't be a bad human. I mean, in general, that that is a rule that we should all live by. And yeah. sad, there are plenty of people who don't believe that. But don't be an don't be an a hole. Oh, just don't be an a hole. Don't be an a hole. I want to say the right word, but I don't want Mark to have to bleep it. Oh yeah. Uh, no, leave that for me. Yeah, all you. Uh, that's pass hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Close. Close. You're close, Mark. Okay. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Next news item is kind of funny. Uh, no, not funny, but I guess it goes on. It says Disneyland begins enforcing Magic Key pass holder no show policy. 
which I think is good. Uh, good. Disneyland began enforcing the Magic Key no-show policy this week after a six-month grace period when the penalties for skipping an advance reservation were not imposed, according to Disney officials. Um, uh, what? So basically, how can a Magic? So what that means is you you go ahead and go. I'm going to book Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you don't go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thus, taking the spot up for someone who actually would want to go. Uh, another mm-hmm. pass holder, I might say, because uh, there there seems to be no blackout dates for single ticket. You know, when you go there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, yeah. So what happens? Um, so let see. How can a Magic Key annual pass holders avoid a no show? A Magic Key holder who enters either Disneyland or DCA, <laughs> sorry DCA, before closing time of the day of the reservation is not considered a no show. Um, what happens if pass holders get thrown in the Disneyland penalty box? I <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Key holders don't who don't show up for three reservations in a 90-day window will be unable to make a new park reservation for 30 days beginning the day after the third Good. no-show. Good. Uh, existing park reservations at that time will not be canceled, though. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can't make new ones. Well, it, it's a timid... Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um... And I'm gonna just I'm gonna have to call a little BS on these reservations. I don't think these are real anymore because our Wednesday was jammed at the park. Mm -hmm. Like holy cow, was jammed. Um, up to the like pre-COVID jammed, jammedness. And it's like to the point if I had said, if someone said, "Hey, Mark, we're gonna go on a random Wednesday in March. Do you think we're gonna be fine?" I I would have said absolutely. But then I would have felt guilty because it would it would it was a it was just, yeah, it was jammed. You want my theory? Go ahead. My theory is now, ooh, people are now beginning to return. Okay. Oh, 100%. The, 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 the now with here in California, finally, for the love of everything that is holy, mm. the restrictions, and I air quote that, have begin have been lifted at a huge level. So now there are many people out there, and we know a few, that have been very hesitant, very, very hesitant. So now they're like, park, woo, I don't, or, or people who have not wanted to go back for either price or, yeah. which I know a couple of people are there, uh-huh. or not wanting to deal with a park in that altered state. Not wanting yeah. to deal with, well, I can't go over here, or I can only go there, or I have to wear a mask here, then I don't have to wear it there. You know, all that, all the crap mm-hmm. that we've had to put up or put up with for two years because of COVID. They're going away. So now they're like, woohoo, and I can go back and rejoice. And I'm glad. I'm glad for it. So we're going to have that massive influx of people that -hmm. are going to begin to come. And for Disney, they're going to be like, yeah, buddy. Thank God. We need to make our money. (laughs) Yeah. But again, we're going to now, now we can get back. I think we're going to begin to see the the normalizing of trends. Mm-hmm. I think this is the beginning of that. I think we're now beginning to have the normalization of trends where, where we can actually begin to track, get back to somewhat of an air quote normal um, traditional flow of people and and when they're going to go, when they're not going to go. And I think Disney's now going to, now we're going to, again, give it another six months to a year. 2023 being the one I think we're re- really going to begin to see them begin to manipulate uh, path, uh, the keys and all their yep. systems to yep. really start beginning to maximize. The question is going to be um, how much after, because 
without going too far into it. We already have a lot of people complaining about the park as far as prices and whatnot, mm. okay? No. Yeah. Uh, I actually got sent an article about how it's cheaper to go to Paris than to go to Dan the Park, and I actually know somebody I who, saw that. And I actually know someone who, in lieu of going to the park, is going to Hawaii. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, not in lieu of, but rather go like, hey, I want to go to Hawaii, go to the park. Hawaii. In, in lieu of. No, in lieu of. Not in lieu of. So it wasn't like a choice, but it was more like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> I will go there. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Thank no, you. and and and... And but that is the reality of it. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna now we have to get the influx of the people going. I just need the park again, Mark. You're one. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. But that the reality we're gonna get back to and be like, okay, I really want the park, but I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to pay that much. I don't want to. So now I think it's gonna be interesting where we begin to move forward. But again, yeah. I'll give it another six months and a year into next year, and I think we're gonna begin to see the normalizing of trends again. I think so. We're gonna go back to it. I think so too. Unless some. Um, Government entity tries to pull shenanigans again, but I think there that I think that ship is officially sailed. I agree. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yep. No, I, we're not going to go there. Okay. Not not the not the arena for it. Nope. Um, yeah, I'll I'll talk about uh, my trip Megan, in a second here. Um, next item: Disney puts Quinjen e ticket. Quinjen. Qu- sorry, what did I say? I don't even Quinjen. know. Quinjen. Sorry. Quinjen. Di- Disney puts the Quinjet e-ticket ride on hold at Avengers Campus. Uh, the first of its kind of Avengers attraction will hopefully, that's an air quotes, get built once the company's post-pandemic cash flow situation improves, according to D- Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Okay. This is when you get mad at ba- Bob Chapek. Um, These are the moments where you get mad at Bob Chapek. So, yeah, we're going to talk more about this. We don't even know what this attraction is yet it's a first person shooter type of thing maybe we don't know what it is it's going to be an interactive e-ticket thing that's going to be state-of-the-art i suppose um but along with that uh the mary poppins uh experience mm-hmm. i don't know what that's even an attraction at uh at epcot epcot is also on hold but all dumb but all we'll but we'll dumb. see when when d23 maybe some stuff will come out for this but I don't know. I don't particularly think that that's. <sighs> I don't know. It's a bad idea. It is a. It is a. No. Okay. So like like I've been saying from for a while now. Yeah. There are going to be moments where we're going to be like, "Good, Bob." Yeah. Good, because we understand what you're trying to do. Right. And there are times we're going to want to run over and hit him with a big stick. This one, I want to run over and hit him with a big stick. Let's hit him with a churro. No. No? Oh. No, no. Like, a, okay. a big, like I'm going to go to the Pim's test kitchen and get like something and make it bigger. A giant pot. pretzel. Okay. Yeah, because it, while, I, while I'm not privy, obviously, to financing. Oh, you're not? And what, they're, what, they're, okay. what their books look like, mm. clearly. But I'm going to go out there and go like, who cares? Okay? Yeah. You're building for the future. You understand that right now what you're going to do is bite it. You've been doing it for two years. Bite it some more. You're already eating that crap sandwich. Keep on doing it because you know at the end of the day when you're done with that, yeah, these are the things will bring people to DCA. They've been trying to get DCA to be a standalone park for years and years and years now. Yeah. Why would you take that away? Why would you make it a longer wait? They, they, in my opinion, yeah. as soon as COVID was hitting, they screwed up from the word jump because what they did is they retracted. Understandable. Mm-hmm. But what they should have done is they should have accelerated. Everything that they had on their books, yeah. they should have said, you know what, guys? We're going to take it in the teeth. Recognize that we are going to be hurting for a year, 
two years. Oh, but, yeah. But if we take the investment, think about how they could have opened up the park post-COVID. Mm. Think about it. Over in DCA, we have Avengers Campus. We have this new e-ticker track and blah, blah, blah. Come over to the park. Over in Disneyland, we have da, 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 all the things that they could have done. Yes. They didn't. They sat on their hands. They had wide open parks they wouldn't have to worry about, about show, anything. They could have worked 24-7 on every product and, and gone back to the opening mentality of just freaking get it done. Yeah. They opened up that park in how many years? It took them two years to build it? What, DCA? No, 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 Disneyland. One year. A year to build Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true not to the scope of what we have now, but think about that. In today's aging technology, they could have been like, guys, we want, they could have rethemed Splash, they could have redone anything, they could have done so many things. They could have refurbed the whole freaking park. That way, when they opened up, shiny, brand new. Not the crap that we have now. Unfortunately, we've seen, like, I, I didn't make the comment before, a lot of dirty stuff. I saw a lot of crap on the ground and, and things oh. of that nature. Things that could have been painted, things that could have been... When you, you know, were with your family? When I went with my family. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, why? There was no reason. The only thing they're going to go through is like, well, we don't have cash inflow. I know, but you know you're going to get back to it. Oh, yeah. it's You know whenever this is over. Your company will not fold. No. Okay? No. It will not fold. Will You have to be creative with where you're putting your money from where? Yup. That's your job, buddy. So that's why I get mad at when I see things like that. Like, no. Do not put a stymie or slow down innovation and in moving forward because, well, we don't have money right now. Shut up. Yes, you do. And if you don't have it, you can get it. Yes. You can sell off one of your freaking companies. Sell off Fox. What do we need Fox for? You already took all the IP. Sell off the bare bones. Do you want me to go into the fat that Disney has and say, sell that, sell that, sell that, sell that? ESPN. Bingo. ESPN. Yeah. ABC. Get rid of all of them. They're, they're, they're horrible. ESPN, please burn that. Gr anyway. Anyways, enough of that. Yeah, they had the money to anyway, do it. Anyway, they have, if they wanted to, they yeah. could have done so many things to influx into that park. And not only Disneyland proper, all the parks. They could have done it to Magic Kingdom. Well, they I could think have gone anywhere. each park is its own little entity as far as. I know as, that, but, yeah. but it is under the umbrella. They could have been created. It would have taken somebody with a little bit more forward thinking and a little bit more thought process and been thinking more at a forward level. That is the one problem with Chapek is that he does not look forward. He's always looking at the here and now. That is his problem. Mm. What we need is we need like Iger, Chapek like clone or a mashup. <laughs> mashup. If we had that, we'd be good. Okay. Without the politics. Yeah. Well, so. Sorry for the rant. So basically at the end of the story, uh, the Quinn gent is going to be delayed. Dumb. Okay. Sorry, Jess. What do you think? <laughs> I uh, couldn't care less. Okay. I don't care about the Quinjet. No, I don't really either. But what about what about you know? what it means though? What does it mean? Not what? the not the. Did Quinjet. you not did you not just hear my rant or did you did you tune out? You tuned out of my rant. That's fine. I understand. No, you. I heard your rant, but I was thinking <laughs> you were going to go like, you know, well, it's the Quinjet and it's empowering and blah blah blah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's what? <laughs> Just pretty funny with that. No. I know. That's why I was saying. That's why I don't care. Like, I don't really care about it. It's just, I don't know. I don't like Avengers Campus to begin with. So that's a whole nother, you know, can of worms for me. Mm -hmm. I think that that is such a. <laughs> <laughs>
let's let's repeat that. Wow, that just came right out. I'm so sorry. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I just I don't care. I think it's a waste of space. I think it is one of the biggest wastes of money that they have done in a very long time, like overseeing Galaxy's Edge. Like, and that's coming from, you know, from me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't care less. Okay. So, yeah, that's how I feel about the Quinjack. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Very interesting takes from both of you two on that. Yeah. Sorry guys, I no, wish I had a better input. No, I just, no, no, no. It, it, it's fine. Uh, but I think the, but that's just, I think the Quinjent, uh, whatever it is, whatever project is being delayed because of this, I, I'm gonna call shenanigans on that as well. Mm-hmm. It, just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. It, it could be the, it, it could be Quinjet. It could be Toontown. It could be Tomorrowland. Um, yes. Um, and then uh, we have one more news item here that Uzi's gonna talk about real quick. Uh, one of our listeners sent in this link to a story, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Hope you're doing well, and thank you for supporting the show. Uh, he messages Absolutely. us. He messages us from time to time, saying, "Hey, did you guys see this? Did you guys see that?" And, dude, absolutely appreciate it because we don't all get. We don't do all this stuff. Okay. Totally distracted. Sorry. Yeah. So, Udi, what was that? What's the article? You can you can take the lead I, on this one. I got distracted by a charger. Um. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so the article is from uh, Inside the Magic. Uh, and it is uh, basically the headline says guests say Disney Park is facing an quote unquote identity crisis. It's a sad, outdated ghost town. Without reading the article, Jess, what do you think we're talking about? Tomorrowland. There you go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm not going to go into and read the entire thing. Let me give you the general alley. I'm going to go Reader's Digest and very, very vague with it. What is basically saying that a lot of people are beginning to look over at Tomorrowland going, um, what is going on over here? Nobody wants to go there other than Space Mountain and Star Tours. Why? And uh, they're, they're basically kind of saying like, you know, they need to do something over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gist of the article is that, that a lot of people are beginning to chime in with that thought process, which then automatically made me go, we've been saying this for... How many years? Several. Several years that... At least four or five. At least five. Um, that they need to go in there and a general re-overhaul. So what they're doing in Toontown? Mm. Yeah, no. That should be happening over in Tomorrowland. Like, I mean, we've made the comment before that you could close off mm-hmm. and leave the strip the right side going into Space Mountain and Star Tours mm-hmm. and the uh, and leave it there and and do all the work on your left mm-hmm. and and redo that and then eventually come back over and finish that off. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's basically what the article is saying that a lot of people are um, are beginning to be a little bit more vocal about like, hey, you've taken that out, no people mover, all these different things that have come and gone, and then yet, but here you are doing nothing. Right. And they're saying even uh, in into the Magic Kingdom is facing the same issue that Tomorrowland isn't Tomorrowland. Well, they, the Magic Kingdom has a new entrance which looks kind of cool. I was thinking that was going to come to our our park, but it didn't. Um, on that note, real quick, um, about a month and a half ago, my my daughter was going through some old. Uh, eight millimeter videos that we took. Um, and from 2003 was the first time I, the girls went to the park and 
I had a handheld eight millimeter camera, and as a, I think there was a time where Ariel was she was still in a stroller, she was sleeping, and I was kind of going, and this is way, I mean, years. This is. 2003, so this is uh, 13 years before I started the LTP, or we started the LTP. I was walking around Tomorrowland, and we were just watching it, and my com- and I totally forgot about this, but my commentary was like, man, Tomorrowland sucks. <laughs> I mean, it is nothing going on here. Yep. I mean, it is it is a shell of its former self. Yep. I go, things are closed. This escalator to to um, to Space Mountain used to be used to be back in the day. You could go. Um, the escalator was coming down. Oh, it uh-huh. was it was indoors. Yep. Um, that was all closed off. You couldn't do any, any of that. Star, Starcade had a few games in mm-hmm. it. The lower level was gone. Yep. Um, there, uh, and I was like, this whole thing needs to get redone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just like, it was just, it was just kind of funny back then. I was still complaining about it. I was starting to complain, but here we are, 2020, almost, almost 20 years later, mm-hmm. and it, nothing, nothing. I mean, if anything, it's gotten worse. Oh yeah, it's gotten worse. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think it's wonderful. Shut up. <laughs> I would bet th- that Tomorrowland is the least populated land by you, Jess. I don't think you go into that land at all, except for maybe, maybe Space Mountain. And that's if I want to go on space. I don't do space every trip because I don't care to go in that land. Oh. Well, yeah. to me, it, that that's worth it for me just to go over there. But I don't hang out. I, I definitely don't buy stuff there. Um, nope. I mean, maybe if the, there's they seem to have the Star Wars themed popcorn buckets there, um, which the girls seem to like. But I didn't see any of that kind of stuff when I was there. But yeah, so that's the that's the gist of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. There you go. Well, hopefully that's something. I don't think nothing will get announced at D23 regarding Tomorrowland. Um, but you know, I, the thing is, Disney knows this. Mm-hmm. They absolutely know this. Oh yeah, and they probably have a myriad of cool designs, mm-hmm. um, you know, which far exceed the budget. Which is, I think, if you saw, you know, some of the stuff on, on Disney Plus when the managers are talking about it, their ideas are probably much more than what Disneyland can actually afford to do. But yeah, hopefully, they can start releasing funds and getting things going. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope, too. Okay, so that's going to wrap up the news for this episode. Uh, 101 is dark this time, um, but should return shortly. So uh, now that's going to go over to our special guest for future presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Well, hello, LTP listeners. We want to welcome you to our feature presentation this evening, this afternoon. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, LTP family member, and all an all-around good, good person and a friend of the show. It's uh, author Marcy Carriker Smothers. Hello, Marcy. Hello, LTP. How y'all doing? Uh, we are doing super fantastic. I just got back from the parks uh, Thursday night, so... I was just down there for two days with my daughters and uh, having a really a, a really good time. Um, just a great time to be alive and and a great time to be you know fans of the fans of the park. How about you? Absolutely. Well, I was also dressed in the park for a, a really cool event uh, about the World's Fair. Terrific speakers, including Bob Gurr and Garner Holt and Garner Holt, excuse me. Uh, my friend Tanya McKnight Norris, who went with Walt, and also helped to design New Orleans Square and decorated the Haunted Mansion. So mm-hmm. how's that for a big 
dropping names right there. <laughs> That's <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the name drops. I saw but you. Know, your, go ahead. I, I saw your Instagram posts, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky to be doing this. I mm-hmm. I do feel lucky. It's never lost on me. But really, what I would say about Disneyland, because as you guys know, you know, I write at Disneyland. I'm the reader as much as the writer. That got curtailed for um, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I still would go down to, I live in Northern California. I would still go down just to write at downtown Disney just to get the vibes. And I sat right across from the uh, the lost and found outside Disneyland. And I would sit there strictly for the vibes. So I feel like I have gone through all the iterations. I was there the day it closed on March 13th. Then I would oh. come back to work at Disneyland uh, in the downtown Disney, I, my daughter waited eight hours for Touch of Disney tickets to go to Disney California Adventure, where no attractions were open, and you wait, yeah. <laughs> and you got snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to what we have almost back to normal today, and so that's a long way of saying the magic is alive. That this last trip to Disneyland uh, uh, earlier in March was really very special. It felt mm-hmm. very close to the the Magic Kingdom we know and love. Very well put. And it's ironic that we are recording this on March 13th, two two years to the day that the park oh, closed. Oh, wow. That's great. Really? Which, Marcy, goes along with your with your theory about this 13 that you keep talking oh, about. Oh, it, it totally does. <laughs> yeah, well, my favorite number. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Crazy. Um, before we get to your book, the last time we, we actually saw you in person was Udi and I came across you in your air quote office which mm-hmm. was the plaza Inn. you were sitting outside typing something up which i guess might have been the book which is in my hand um do you remember that day probably not you i know i remember it very well though i love the plaza Inn. yeah was one of walt's favorite restaurants and there on either side of the two pavilions east or west that corner table or atriums excuse me mm-hmm. those corner tables outside have power so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I, I sit there and i love steve Bockenberg. if he's listening shout out just had his 42nd year as a cast member most of those at the plaza inn and he he's a good friend so i just love to sit there and i recall that day very well i was only sorry that i couldn't pack up the computer and go play with you guys yeah yes <laughs> yes that was yeah you know what i think if i remember you had tickets to special viewing of the fireworks that night mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that yeah <laughs> and that, that that was my hookup from steve but yeah Anybody could have bought them. It was just like you. But the idea was didn't ma- kind of like World of Color. It didn't matter when you were eating. You could, you know, buy the ticket, have lunch if that were, but then come back later for the fireworks. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, before we get into this book, we, we had an opening question that we were just kind of talking about. And, um, and it, it, it's this. It's when you leave Disneyland and go over to DCA or when you go over from DCA into Disneyland, does your mind change does your does your do you change any kind of feelings about what you're about to experience in either park in the esplanade this is a very intriguing question Mm -hmm. well thank you (laughs) yeah that i've never been asked that before you know i don't think (laughs) that would be at top of mind and it's partly because i we're walking into walt's arrival at hollywood and it's still walt centric on buena vista street Mm -hmm. and so and there's so many homages to him and his animators and the movies but that's a good question i have to say that i don't but now i Hmm. think going the other way uh to answer your question when i walk in back into disneyland then i'm definitely always 
feeling that extra magic. Yes. One that's a the one way it doesn't the other way it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Good. Well, solid, yeah, very very solid answer. Okay. So, listeners at home or on the road or wherever you guys are listening to this show, um you may not know who we're talking to, but she is an author. Her we first got in touch with her because she had this has this incredible book that I'm actually looking at on my bookshelf called Eat Like Walt. Um, and if you dislike Disneyland at even like the slightest, you need to get this book. It is so mm-hmm. very, very, very cool. And it was and is a, passion, a labor of love when she built this or wrote this. And she has just released a brand new book. Um, I think it came out in November of 2021. Is that correct, Marcy? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I picked it up as soon as I could, um, and um, and I didn't even, in fact, I didn't even know that, that, that it was out. So I'm thinking, gosh, did this thing just come out like now, or was it out in the summer? But um, I ordered a couple copies, um, and I gave them to Udi and Jess as uh, gifts. But I had them for about a month before I gave them away. So if you guys, re- if you notice that your copies have a couple bent pages, I'm sorry, I was looking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was looking at them. Yeah, right. Okay, so um, Marcy, can you talk to us about what was the impetus for this book and and how, I mean, how it came to be and what did you learn from this, from the experience? Well, after Eat Like Walt and I was having, which was 2017, I was having lunch with my mentor and good friend, uh, Jim Cora. Mm. And it was really Jim, who was a Disney legend, who opened up so many doors for me when I was writing Eat Like Walt and became a good friend and pretty much, you know, was up until the day he passed away, was always championing Walt's legacy and supporting anybody else that was doing the same. So we were having lunch. He said, what's next, kid? And Mm -hmm. I had three ideas. But when I mentioned I had an idea for a guide to Disneyland told in Walt's words or the people that built Disneyland with him, you know, directly from the founder's heart, he said, that's it, that's it. You got to do that one, make it a priority. And he immediately told me to write to some really high level people and to copy him and to share this idea, which I did. And it was met with enthusiasm. So I started on that. And that the thing about Walt's Disneyland is that Eat Like Walt, I started out with one book and ended up with kind of really a different book because it was my first one to Disney than I expected. I was really only going to write the culinary history Hmm. of Disneyland. And because I got access to the family, the Disney family, and to the Walt Disney archives, and I had learned so much about the restaurants at the studio, it just became a totally different book. It was a way to look at the Walt through the lens of food. It was still about Walt, is my point. This book is like my passion project because it's about Walt and his beloved Magic Kingdom, or as we say for our East Coast listeners, original Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and, and I've been told by, by Diane Disney Miller and by one of Walt's granddaughters, essentially, don't pause it, don't speculate, you know, so I don't, I can't make any, I, I don't try ever to speak what Walt would think or do. Instead, I had to go back and use hundreds of sources to find quotes and stories that were in Walt's words or people that were there with him to tell the story as accurately as possible as in like Walt only first person accounts. And I'm here to say, I'm raising my hands. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of good fact books on Disneyland. I don't think another book fact book about Disneyland is needed. My book is filled with facts and it's got 13,000 words and end notes in the back. But my purpose was to give you that feeling of being in Disneyland, this 
feeling of being maybe with Walt in Disneyland, whether you're in the park with the book or at home. It's all about what Walt wanted from us, and that's first and foremost the feelings we get when we're there. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, well put. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, I haven't made Fest cry, but you know it's my goal. I'm, I'm, I've got. I, <laughs> as soon as you started talking about Walt's granddaughter, you, I was I was feeling something. I'm just like, oh man, like just to walk, just five minutes in your shoes, Marcy. I don't know what I would do. I, I don't know what I would do with my life. <laughs> well, it's it is you know it's really the first time I was with Jenny, uh, uh, who is one of Walt's granddaughters. When she would say, we had mutual friends, and she would say, Grandpa, I would have electrocution happening, or electrifying, not electrocution, mm. electrifying, because she's talking, but it's just her, you know, it's normal to them, of course, like anything mm -hmm. else in the celebrity world, it's just normal to them. But I do think having, for Eat Like Walt, having access to the three granddaughters and Ron Miller, Diane was gone then, that really enriched the book, not just in the chapter of At Home, even and because those are first time stories ever told in many cases, but also it infused me with this idea of Walt as the human being. And that's something else that's really, really important to me is not, is to present him as the human being that he was, which was really extremely extraordinary and also humbling, humbly ordinary. Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. So Marcy, um, when I'm looking at the book, I I find that I could pick up the book and and open it to any any particular spot and have a good time looking at it. Um, it was it meant to do that, or is it meant to be read from front to back? Gosh, you guys are just smashing on the questions today. I feel like I feel like a game of pickleball. I better get my game going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that is also something that never occurred to me. I will say that when it comes to this, when it comes to organizing a book, you do have to have a plan, mm -hmm. and you have to have a plan ahead of time. With my first book, that was based on the radio show I did with Guy Fieri. I just snacks, adventures, and food aisle by aisle. I just wanted it to sort of be like a chicken soup of your soul type book. Like you could open it anywhere and then you would read that particular tidbit or snack or mm -hmm. recipe. But my editor was like, oh, no, no, you have to be organized. And so that's how I came up with doing it in a supermarket by aisles. Mm -hmm. So with this, just like with Eat Like Walt, Walt's Disneyland is written as we circumnavigate clockwise around the park. Yes. But of course, it doesn't have to be. I mean, my goal also with the size and the soft cover the number one, I don't want to call it complaint, comment I get, whether it be on Amazon or in radio or print television interviews, is I can't believe this isn't a hardcover book. Well, it could have been a hardcover book if I wanted, and it's the same amount of words as Eat Like Walt. It's the same amount of time as Eat Like Walt, three years. However, I purposely wanted this to be affordable and portable mm. that people could take into the park and if they wanted, and they could, as Yuri's saying, is open it up and, oh, I'm in Adventureland. I want to read about Adventureland, and it would still make sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hard, you know, like hard uh, cover kind of person. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I couldn't, I, I couldn't envision it being a hard cover. Like, it's nice. Like you said, like, I just grabbed it off of my, I have it, I keep it on my kitchen counter. Like, I just grabbed it, and, you know, it sits up, and... You know, it's just easy to grab, and I could easily fit this in my backpack and take it with me to the park. Yay. And, you know, the other thing is, 
this I think is important, at least I've come to find, is with the um, the idea that it's value because Walt was so, value was so important to him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on certain, you know, it's on Disney Books, uh, Shop Disney, and it will be at Disneyland, but you do get a reduced price on Amazon. And I, that makes me happy that people can get it for, you know, tremendous value. And yeah. I, I think that's important, so. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, I... I with your other book and, and, and this one too, talking about hardback versus, you know, uh, a paperback type, um, I, you know, I've re recently <laughs> begun. Oops, sorry. Oh. Apologize about that. It was my technical glitch. Con continue. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, that, that, um, you recently. Uh, no, because I've been reading more and more and more, and I've been going back and forth between a, a paperback book or, or hardback. And I'll tell you what. There is something about a hardback book that I really enjoy, mm -hmm. like the tactile feel. And, and I get the price difference. I mean, I wouldn't mind maybe down in the future, you got like maybe doing the deluxe edition. For the LTP only, Mark. I know. Like, LTP like, version because, only. You know, because I think about like a hardcover and all the cool, really cool things you could do with that. And it just feels like, you know, I don't know what it is with me and, and, and having a hard a hardcover book. I just like them more. You that know, would I, be like, I, yeah. go ahead. No, it, to me, I know it makes no difference on the content. I mean, the content is king, obviously. I mean, if the book is no good, who cares if it's in a hardcover? But <laughs> but your books are fantastic. And I'm like, I would just, me, my, my own personal preference, I like that. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I would love the deluxe edition. And, and I have no say in that. But as it's, this is not my adage. And it's, it's a well-known one, one. A book is never done. It just goes to print. Yeah. So, yeah. I have found so many more cool things I would like to add. And remember, even though I don't usually talk about it, I will with you guys, it was the pandemic. I did not have access to all my normal resources, mm -hmm. you know, not just writing at Disneyland. The archives was closed, completely oh. closed. So I had all my scans from 2019, which I would say was 70% of my research, but there was tons of stuff I would have gone back for I things I wanted to know more about for Fantasyland but couldn't do no, uh, yeah. because of that so it is in that sense slight I don't want to use the word compromise not as in-depth as maybe I would have liked also you know without access to the photo library only the digital side was you know hard but or challenging but if I could have a deluxe edition of that book in hardcover with all that I'd like to improve it with and plus it with would be a dream come true Ooh, hey. so, yeah so we'll see i mean i don't know i'm I, let's put it out to the universe yeah yes mm -hmm. absolutely yeah like a revision like a, a version two or a updated or updated version with a hardback Up, updated hardback mm -hmm. version or audio book with digital pictures <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here we go we're, we're, we're coming up with all these like because yeah. yeah i mean uh, again and it all comes from the from the point of of how great the book is you know and, and everything that you put into it and and you know the one thing that we you can appreciate which we appreciated before with your with uh, eat like walt is the love that goes into the book and it comes through and mm -hmm. and and that is yeah. one of the things that i think we always connect with with what you do just the love of it just comes through in everything you do so i mean i mean it's Aww. fantastic yeah Thank yeah. you so much. That's that's my goal, and that really makes me happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's we definitely need people like you to carry the torch forward, and this is what absolutely we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, uh, with 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 everything that that we talk about and what we love about the park, I mean, we we talk about it often on the show about how we need to continue to to remind people, like we 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 don't need to necessarily stop 
we need to always keep on moving forward. Yeah, but we kind of always need to keep an eye on where we came from. And, and that is another aspect about what you do that, that is fantastic. It always keeps that, that kind of retrospection into where we came from. You know, we get a, a level of uh, love and respect for, you know, why we are where we are and why we like, you know, like it as much as we do. So, I mean. I mean, re- uh, absolutely. If we, I mean, I love the partner statue and people, you know, going and taking the photos there. But yet, I, I do think we have all of us, you guys with LTP, Leaving Today podcast, all lovers of Walt mm-hmm. and Disneyland, every part that they do keeps that legacy alive. And my goal is to keep his legacy alive. I will admit that I talk to strangers hard, hardy, har, har, like no one doesn't think I talk. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah. But when I, when I see little kids with their parents, and you can kind of get a vibe, you know, whether, you know, that they're approachable, I'll say to the kids, hi, do you know who Walt Disney is? And sometimes their eyes are glassy. Sometimes they say yes, you know, but I always ask if they know. And I'm so happy. Of course, they know because their parents are the ones that mm-hmm. would tell them about the kids. It's surprising. That's the other thing over at Walt Disney World where there's not a lot of Walt. I feel there's a lot of Walt at Animal Kingdom because of his um, interest in conservation. You hear a lot about Walt when you're on the Rafiki train going to Planet uh, to um, Planet Watch. Am I saying that right now? My brain is in Disneyland right now. Okay. Uh, uh, conservation Station. And so you hear him there. But at the Riviera Hotel is my favorite little gem. Uh, there is at... In the back is a lounge called the Voyager's Lounge, and it's all a tribute to Walt and his travels. It has uh, facsimiles of certain things like his cameras and his hats, but also all the books he bought. Like on one trip in 1935, the Grand Tour, he bought (laughs) almost 350 books and shipped them back to the studio. And those 350 books are Pinocchio and Alice in Wonderland and all the things that we've come to know, or they are influences for Disneyland. So they have those books. They have receipts from some of those books. Lots of little knickknacks that have to do with Walt. And then in the walls that line the hotel and downstairs in the counter service restaurant are all Walt photographs. Mm. They all relate to, you know, to European travels or in the Riviera and, but still it's Walt. And I love that because we're getting him at Walt Disney world. And I particularly take joy when I see parents pointing him out and saying, look, that's Walt Disney, the little kids, because our legacy keepers are going to be the little kids, you know, and yep. they're, and they're little kids and they're little kids. That's absolutely yeah. correct. I love it. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. It's, we got to keep it, keep it alive. You know, I'm trying to get that into my nieces and, you know, they are to, so that they know who he is and that, you know, everything that he did to create the park and, you know, his passion and love for it and him just wanting to make something that was for, you know, parents and kids. And that, you know, I mean, I don't have children, so they see me and they see, you know, Auntie Chica going to Disneyland by herself. And, you know, I let them know that's okay. You know, kids, you know, grownups can go too, and it's for everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Through so. that. Good, good, good work, Jess. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, during research, Marcy, wh- what did you find? Wh- what did you learn? Did, 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 did something like stand out for you in particular? Like, I didn't know that. In the book? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's a few. Okay. Um, and I think that a lot of people didn't know that. The one is, you know, we've the idea of going to the Walt Disney Archives is like Christmas. You write your wish list, and then you sit down in the room, and they bring you boxes. 
and you open it and you don't know if what is on your wish list is in it until you open it and go through it, right? Mm. And one of those things was brace yourself, brace, brace, brace. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm holding on to the table. Okay, great, yeah, bracing. <laughs> uh, Waltz Park Correspondence. Oh. So any memo to or from Walt about Disneyland. No. Yes, yes really? staggering. Wow. Yeah. Really pretty seriously wonderful, cryable, shape, you know, uh, goosebumpy. But the one that I found in 1958 where Walt had been advised by Emil, it happened to be Emil Curry, that there were long lines for the then, the Skyway going between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. And he knew that Walt didn't like people to have to wait in line too long. So he advised him on that. Walt was responding to that memo and he said, look, we should establish a single rider line where we ask oh. people to pair up together. And I, I still get goosebumps hmm. when I say it. We should establish a single rider line. 1958. Wow. So, yeah, Whoa. that was electrifying to me. And, of course, that wasn't realized for decades and decades later. No. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other one was really wow. that the, uh, you know, I think, again, let me say, you know, people listening to your show probably know a lot about Disneyland. I imagine a very high percentage are annual pass holders. I used to say when I opened up my talks, you know, raise your hand if you think you know the most about Disneyland. And <laughs> everybody raised their hand, right? You know, yeah. me too, right? We all just love knowing it. And it's fun to have the cocktail conversation and the tidbits. But sure. my, my barometer, again, was feelings. But I know that there's a lot of stuff that people didn't know before because I have it vetted by Imagineers who have worked for 50 years and people that are very close to the subject that so that being said sometimes you have to include what we might consider kind of ordinary because if this book is picked up by somebody that only goes to Disneyland once in their life mm -hmm. or it's picked up by somebody that's preparing to go to Disneyland and there's you know and they may not go many times a year I want to share it so with Pirates of the Caribbean of course, it was going to be a walkthrough attraction. Then it was decided that boats were going to be the conveyance. And it was Walt himself who said, we're going to have to go under the railroad tracks to the other side so we have more room to build the show. So the drop in Pirates of the Caribbean is simply to get you to the show building outside the perimeter of the berm of Disneyland. But what I didn't know until I read in the uh, in the memos that I was telling you about, this was, in this case, an interview with Herb Ryman, <laughs> was that he, Walt said... I, Okay, we got to get him down. I'm paraphrasing. 26 feet. And, and so Herbie says, okay, I've got him here. They are, they're screaming. They're getting wet. And Walt says, wait, wait, wait. Uh, can I take these plans home? Of course, he could take the plans home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Takes the plans home. He comes back. He goes, Herbie, I took your idea, and I'm paraphrasing. Herbie, I took your idea, and I made it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to go down one drop, but then they're going to go down a second time, they'll never know it's coming, you know? <laughs> so, you know, so the fact that that second drop was not, it really was, it really was just Walt's idea to have something to surprise his guests. You know, they could have had one long drop, you mm -hmm. know, to get you under tracks, but that was Walt's edition and he thought it would surprise everybody. And so I just love that every time I ride Pirates from now on, I can't help but think about that. And, you know, you never know mm. if on the boat with you, somebody's never been on it. And so... I always try to be quiet. Please turn off your smartphones and your iPhones. Please yeah. don't have light on. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 maybe it, it still is catching people. Not everybody gets to, you know, write that attraction constantly. So that was another one that was really kind of in the super, like, Walt-involved ways that made, made me so thrilled to be able to include in the book.
And I only included stories in the book if there were, I only included locations in the book if there were stories. There are a lot of other locations in Disneyland I didn't mention, but that's because I could find a Walt-centric story to match it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, that, that, that whole Pirates, I did not know that either. Um, no, not and, at all. And, and I literally, uh, I went, how long ago now? Two months ago? I can't even think of, no, January. You End went, of January? Yeah. And I went, I went with my family. Um, first time that we'd been in the park together ooh, in a very, very long time. And the first time for uh, my nephew, uh, a couple of my nephews, and, uh, and we went and Pirates and... You know, the first drop hit, and we all love it. They're having a great old time, and I'm with my, my youngest nephew, and I go, hold on. He's like, what? I'm like, you'll see. And I didn't want to blow that surprise for him, and then we hit that other drop, and he was excited and happy until we got into the into the attraction itself, and then he got scared. But that was the whole thing. Bro. That was the whole... He was <laughs> like, I'm, I, I see him kind of shrink down. I'm like, what's the matter, buddy? He's only seven. And he's Aww. like, I'm, I'm kind of scared. And I kind of went, it's okay. It's okay. And I, I mean, by the time, you know, you get through and we get into the, you know, into the big scene out why the ships, he was fine. But yeah, but that I did not know about Walt adding that second drop. And it makes it so much more special now. It really does. I didn't Thanks. even know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, what, what the, I mean, <laughs> it's these little stories that I just, I, that that I love, um, and I'm, I'm I'm so glad that you've uh, done the research and um, uncovered all this stuff. Um, now, you know, the, some of the things that I mean that I learned is that I wasn't aware of, of really how much Walt was really involved with his ideas, and, and I'm looking at page. Um, I've had it bookmarked to 101 here. Um, it's with that uh, sketch that Walt does on a napkin, and I'm just blown away that he actually cared about all this stuff and the detail that he was going into. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, he that the the napkin, which there's he actually did that. Bob Gurr had told me that he would sketch on napkins a lot, in little pieces of paper, but he would also stuff them into his pockets because at this point. When Disneyland was being built, he was really famous, and he knew, you know, that people were going to take him, and, and he just wanted to hold on to him. But in this case, this is the uh, Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. Yes. And it's what, yeah, that Walt had drawn on. And it's another one. People's Tom Sawyer Island is an attraction that Walt solely designed by himself. Mm. Another one of, this time I think it was to Martin, Marvin Davis, where he said, um, or Ken, I, I'm don't recall at the moment, but uh, Ken Anderson. But he said, you know, can I take those home? Same thing. You know, the plans for Tom Sawyer. Like, yeah, 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 you can take it home. Uh, and, and the way that Walt brought it back the next day is exactly how they built it. And so with uh, Rainbow Cameron's Mind Train, I found this in Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia by Dave Smith. And I couldn't believe that there was another one one that he had done first that it was on a napkin because I was talking about that and that's that area sketching and doodling and one that it was something that had been entirely designed by Walt so when I wrote to the archives and they were closed then but I, I asked them about it and they were like oh man that's so we'd love to do it but we're not sure when we're going to get access into the archives to get you a scan and then like five minutes later in the luck of the universe he writes back, he goes, you're not going to believe it, but Mike's going in tomorrow and he'll scan it for you. Oh, my gosh, so, yeah. Had, you know, had I not discovered it that day, like, if it had been three days later, 
I wouldn't have it in the book, but it, because because they didn't get to go into the archives every day, it was really really uh, tough. But yeah, thank you. I think that's really cool. And you know, the with Tom Sawyer Island, I think that one of the things that added to it for me and telling that story was Walt, uh, Roy's quote about Walt. He said, you know, when we were kids playing in Marceline, we would play on this little spit. Um, of dirt with these cardboard boxes and would make these forts. And he said, you know, I really believe that Walt thought it was real, meaning his Fort Wilderness at Tom Sawyer Island. You know, I really believe that <sighs> Walt thought it was real. And that, and that's the sentence I ended on. So yeah, really yep. magical. Oh my gosh. It's great. It's great. So yeah, like listeners, if you haven't picked this book up, I highly encourage you to do it. Um, like some of you, like, you know, listeners may not like to read a lot. I understand that. But if you like pictures, there are some fabulous pictures in this in this book. I mean, I have a lot of Disneyland books and, and they have a pretty good memory of things that I've seen. But there are quite a few that I've never seen in this in this um, in this in this book. And it makes me delighted to, to, <laughs> to, to, to see if that's the word that I'm going to use. Um, just some crazy stuff. I mean. Did, were, were there some images that you hadn't seen before, Marcy, when you did this? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, a lot of them, I mean, I would search through, again, not being able to physically go to the archives. There are so many, if it's a, some of these I found in a Disney book, like the beautiful Mark Davis book I, by Pete Doctor and Chris Merritt, they had the images of Walt in the test uh, boats for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. So I wrote to them. It turned out they helped me to get people that own those images to be able to use them in the book so i thank you to chris merritt for helping us with that very cool um other times it would be you know looking online and then i had made a lot of notes but it was it was always you know there's a lot of images out there that we see on instagram and mm -hmm. and facebook that are not i could never use because they're not owned by disney or not cleared by disney so all the time i'm looking on social media thinking oh i love that image but you know it's licensed by somebody else and i'm not going to be able to use it mm -hmm. so i was thrilled with the ones that we did get and really grateful to mike buckoff in the photo archives because i would say something really generic and he would go and look for me to try to find that image to match that story so huge shout out to mike buckoff wow I, excellent. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about those pictures from Arrow Development, right? With pirates. Yeah, the ones from Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Northern California. I mean, that's that. Yeah, there needs to be more about Arrow in in this. Uh, not not in this book, but just in in when, general. In general, yeah. in regards to Disneyland. Well, yeah. And that was one of the stories that kind of you know you think like, why are you including this in Fantasyland? But because of those attractions that Arrow built for. For Walt, for Disneyland, I have a brief little uh, anecdote where he says, I, I hope you guys came out okay. And they said, well, actually, we lost money doing this. And he said, you lost money. I, I'll, I don't want you to do that. Thank you for good job, boys, and I'll make it right. Again, paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. Those are what he did for, yeah, that's what he did for Arrow because he wanted them to be a win, too. I mean, a lot of these stories I have speak to Walt's character and uh, Walt's emotion, um, how much Walt cared about the park, how much he cared about the guests, uh, experience, how much he cared about value, how much he, he cared about cleanliness, how much he cared about quality, you know, in one way or another, all that I would like to be the theme that is running throughout the book. Um, yes. That is, well, I think you captured it well. Yeah. If that, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
No, I know. Even even my, you know, I uh, after Mark gave it to me, and uh, and I went over and I went home and I kind of uh, was showing it, and then I showed it to my mom, and I tell you what, my mom um, is is the main reason why. Well, one of the main reasons why I, I fell in love with the park just because of her taking me. I, I think she tells a story about my first trip to to Disney was uh, three days before I was born. It was, um, uh, and and I and I handed her to the book and I said, "Look at this book, Mom. You know, uh, this is an amazing book." And and I, you know, I had just began to look through it, it literally that night because Mark just gave it to me and she just grabbed it and I and I didn't get it back from her for like three days. I think it was, mm. and, and she was like, "Oh my goodness!" And she, I mean, it, you know, instantly saw what it was and she started going through it and she started pointing out oh this and that and she started just going off about all the pictures and all the stories and so yeah like i said she didn't give it back to me for three days so um she really enjoyed it and i just want to pass that on and 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 you Thank know you. yeah again just because we can tell how great how much uh, passion goes into that book i mean it's great so yeah, I mean, people are out there, and they're going to, um, when you pick it up, like I keep on telling people, Mark said it, go get the book. You're going to connect with the book. You like the park. You like Walt. You're going to connect with that book. There's so much good stuff in there. Yeah, um, and I can see this because, like I said, I was just at the park on uh, Wednesday, and, you know, I was going through the Emporium and everything, and there are no books to, to buy, to, to pick up. Um, and if this book was there, um, and if I didn't already have a copy, I would have bought it because it, it helps you, um, get, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but when I'm leaving the park, like the day after I'm trying to connect again, I'm trying to mm-hmm. think about things that I saw and, oh, was there more about this? And this would be a great companion to have to like rekindle some of those feelings and thoughts oh, that, yeah. that, you know, do you guys do the same thing, Jess, Marcy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think course. you have to plan your next trip when you're leaving. Otherwise, it's you're sad. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I've never been that person that goes, oh, I, you know what? It's going to be a cold day in heck when I'm going to Disneyland again because it's so crowded. I, you know, I hear people say that kind of stuff where it's too expensive, but I'm always thinking as I'm walking out, thinking, okay, when are we going to go again? Are we going to go in the summer? Are we going to go in the fall and, or sooner or whatever? So I'm always planning my very next trip. Absolutely. Don't. That's what Shannon and I do. Oh. We're at the airport going home and we're booking our next flight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to say that, Marcy? Oh, no, no, no. I was just, I, I, same, same. I, I was just going to comment on, I feel this is off the book topic, but personally, I feel that the reservation system is making the experience nicer. You know that that is kind of interesting. I hate to open up, you know, a hot topic, but no, you know, we are not afraid. I, no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, we're, we're unafraid here. Um, you know, it, you know. I guess that there are uh, pluses and minuses to it. I, we were just talking about, weren't we, Mark? We were because Wednesday, um, when I was there, it was so crowded. Like I could not believe how crowded it was. Um, and I was I had had the question. I go, are they even doing reservations right now? Because it seems like everybody was there. You know why? Was it spring break or? Yeah, well, it's funny. One of the VIP guides told me that, as a friend, nothing official, Mm -hmm. but that the Southern California $67 or whatever passes are Monday through Thursday, like last couple of weeks, because I definitely noticed that increase, you know, and I'm glad that they get access for that because a lot of people didn't end up renewing their annual pass. Mm -hmm. So there was a point where those 
fairly priced tickets. I'm so glad they're available. We're happening Monday through Thursday. And that's why it was more crowded, as I understand it, which makes perfect sense, mm -hmm. you know. And then as those yeah. tickets go away, it'll go back to the algorithm. But I just am for equity is my thing. And I, you know, that everybody gets access. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that they are figuring out something on the fly pretty well. Well, yeah. it's Disney World, because it's so big and there's four parks, I am a house holder there too. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm spending I'm spending more and more time at Walt Disney World. Well, because the Walt Disney World I co-wrote, I wrote the stories for the recipes and magical stories, recipes and stories from the most magical place on earth for Walt Disney World's 50th. And I have some other special projects, so I can talk about one of them, but later. But then Ooh, cool. I'd have been going so much. I thought, you know, it's like we figure out the past, whatever the cost is you know after five or eight trips or whatever it is depending mm -hmm. you've paid for the pass so i yeah. can pass there too but i've never had an issue getting in there because I, I think it's just there's so much available and at disneyland a few times i couldn't get in but you know i've been lucky so we'll see i hope they can improve it and make it fair to all that's all my, i have to say on that oh yeah i, I we're just i i think probably next year by this time next year we're gonna have probably something akin to what we had before covid yeah yeah Yep, I agree. I mean, we we actually were said that earlier, and uh, that that we think that after 2022 and as we go into 2023, we'll get a little bit more of a uh, evening out, equali uh, equalizing of uh, everything. Uh, you know, coming off of uh, the pandemic, everything just you know got thrown to a hat and shaking shaking around for a couple of years. You know, nobody knowing what what was up or down. Um, but yeah, I I, that, I didn't know that. I mean, that would make sense that if they did the SoCal Pass, yeah. <clears throat> We've said it often. One thing that makes uh, Disneyland Park so uh, special and unique is it is a locals park, and we consider ourselves locals, even though we're up in NorCal now. But <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, no, I, that that makes total sense, and I'm glad that they would do that. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, without going too far off on a tangent, you know, a lot of people are being super critical coming off of the pandemic and what Disney's doing as a whole. And how they're treating the park. So it's going to be uh, interesting as we move forward here. And whatever they can do to make it more accessible for everybody, I, I, I'm all for it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, Mark and I fall into that same realm about we haven't renewed yet. Jess did. Um, we haven't renewed yet because we're kind of waiting to see how everything kind of shakes out. Because, Mark, I mean, I, without taking the words out of your mouth, you said you, you miss the park. I absolutely missed so the park. So did I. Yeah, um, absolutely missed and, the park. And yeah. I know we're not alone. And so, yeah, I hope they figure they get that going pretty quickly. I have confidence. I really do. I think that you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that they they are their job is you know you know starting from Walt down is hospitality and taking care of the guests and you know there's a so I'm going to lock in my answer that I believe it's going to work out yeah. even better than it is with it. But I I have. Um, I did end up getting the dream key mm -hmm. and I was worried. Like I remember the day I was at Disneyland, the day it went online and people were just like staring at their phones. Remember how slow the queues go? Like they, there was some fear that they were going to sell out and then they yeah. did sell out. Yep. So that's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting what, uh, you know, what evolves from the, the different tiers. But anyway, enough about the passes. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, what is are you time to it, go ahead? What, so what, yeah, enough about the passes. What are you looking forward to like the next year or so at the park? Hmm. Well, I'm, oh, I know one that I'm really looking forward to is in Toontown. Mm. So mm. when I, first of all, Mickey's Runaway Railway is one of the greatest attractions ever built for 
the parks. Wow. And it is the first attraction ever that is designed for Mickey and Minnie, so it makes that extra special. And it's just pure delight. I've, I, if I could, you know, I've gotten back in line again at Walt Disney World, I think, you know, so I've spent some time on it and it's taken me hours to be able to ride it this many times. So I'm really, really excited that that's coming to, to Disneyland. And also the Dreaming Tree. So in mm, Marceline, mm. Walt had what he called his Dreaming Tree and he would lay under it with his sister Ruth with the, you know, the jumbo pad and the crayons his Aunt Margaret gave him and he would draw and dream. And he said this in person, so this is a first person account to someone I know, It's that's my Dreaming Tree, the birthplace of imagination. And it's on the original Disney Family Farm where Walt's barn is, the same barn that you can find a replica of at the barn, Walt's barn in Griffith Park. Um, because Walt built uh, for his home in Carrollwood, he built a replica of his barn in Marceline. And when that house sold in Los Angeles after Walt had many years after Walt passed away, Diane Disney Miller had the barn where it, that was considered the birthplace of Imagineering mm -hmm. because he uh, that's where he worked on his plans for Disneyland. That's where he had his miniatures, which had a big impact on Disneyland. That's where he switched his train. Uh, was all in that barn. And the original barn from Walt that Walt built is now at Griffith Park. If you're in Southern California, it's open on the third Sunday of every month, and it's a fantastic attraction. Also, it's the only free Disney attraction in the world. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, but that's also where the dreaming tree is then the dreaming tree in marceline uh got hit by lightning and destroyed they made three saplings one they replanted on the disney family farm which you can visit for free in marceline the other they gifted to disneyland on the occasion of its 50th birthday and at the time that was planted near the mark twain riverboat landing um, and I was going to try to find it and I couldn't find it. And I was sending my friend in Marceline pictures. No, that's not it. That's not it. Finally, thanks to somebody at Disneyland, I got with the horticulturists, which, you know, by email. And they confirmed to me that the dreaming tree was moved to the Lakota village um, behind the teepee. So when you're either in the canoe or the Columbia or the Mark Twain, you can see Walt's dreaming tree oh, at Disneyland. Wow. And now they're building one for Toontown. And so the Dreaming Tree, according to Disney Parks blogs, will be built and it will be an artificial one, but it'll be an homage to Walt's original Dreaming Tree and Marceline, also in Toontown. So yes. I'm excited about those two things coming. Absolutely, wow. for sure. I agree with those. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Oh, that's going to be so neat. Is it time to make Jess cry yet? I, yeah. You can, you you can, can do that any time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wear makeup on purpose. <laughs> okay, so this is this is the the other story of what um, was really important to me um, is that when I learned about Walt's last day at Disneyland from in the archives, um, October fourteenth, nineteen sixty six, I had read about what he had done entertaining the Medal of Honor recipients. And I had asked my person at the archives, can I put this neat like Walt? And, he, and it, they weren't quite ready for me to be able to do it. But with Walt's Disneyland, I got permission essentially to enter it into Disney history. Um, mm. And so when I was writing it early on, I wrote to the Congressional Medal of Honor Society in Charleston, South Carolina, because what's interesting is I found with like a lot of stuff, people weren't saving things in Walt's era. When I, you know, so it turns out that the program, the menu, the tickets, 
and this image of Walt, none of it lived in the Walt Disney archives. It all was owned by the Congressional Medal of Honor Society. So I had to ask them for those images. So I wrote to the archivist and she said, sure, you know, when you get closer, let me know. So I was in Lexington last in 2020 writing uh, during the pandemic at my friend's farm. And I look on a map, it's like only an eight hour drive. So I wrote to her and I said, could I come down and visit you to discuss using these images? Of course, Walt was a fierce patriot and there's the Medal of Honor recipient is a huge honor. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, very few of them are given posthumously. Most of them are given to people that are still living. So when I arrived, early at Patriots Point, which is where the USS Yorktown is docked, which is the home for the Congressional Medal of Honor Society. Everyone's really quiet. It's about, it opens at nine, it's quarter to nine. And then all of a sudden I see these firefighters in full gear in, you know, Charleston heat and humidity summer walking onto the ship. And I looked at my watch and I realized it was 9-11. I mm. had no idea it was 9-11. I'd set this date months, weeks in advance. Hmm. And so... That in itself was pretty emotional. Wow. When I got into the office, the archivist, you know, we were talking because it's obvious you've done your homework, et cetera, et cetera. And then she said, come on into the library and meet this person who was in charge. I believe he's a retired high-ranking military. And he he was kind of looking me up and said, why do you want these images? You know, said it very nicely. And I said, well, you know, Walt was a patriot through and through. Abraham Lincoln was his hero. He used mm -hmm. to say, you know, that his spine was red, white, and blue, that, you know, you could see American flags in his eyes, again, <laughs> paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. And he posted the Medal of Honor. He paid for them to come to Disneyland. I said, as far as I know, that's the first time the Medal of Honor recipients ever went west of the Mississippi. And he's looking at me like, he said, and I said, and I, I'm honored that I'm here on the day that Sergeant Major Patrick Thomas is getting his Medal of Honor today and that he is the, that he is the recipient for this year. And he looks at me and says, so you know to call him recipients? And the archivist is like, she's done her homework. She's done her homework. <laughs> because, because they're not winners. You know, yeah. people, even Walt, even Walt called them winners. But these men, and one case woman, Alice Walker, I believe her name is a physician, were patriots. And they may have been heroes, but they don't see themselves separate from all the other people that were doing the same thing. So they're called recipients. So I passed that test and that's it. And, and I ended up getting all those materials. But what's really remarkable is the image in the back of the book. Mm. It is believed to be the last photo taken of Walt Disney Rand. And in addition to the program material that I asked for and they gave me was really wanting that image. Now, I can't say as a Disney historian that it is the last image of Walt taken at Disneyland. A lot of people say it's the one that's on the cover of Eat Like Walt. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, of Walt and, and I've, I've figured that out uh, in my research, uh, you know, that it was done in August 1966. Um, and it was not the last image. Probably the last, last image of Walt was taken on the stage recording the Epcot movie at the studio. But at Disneyland, if this isn't it, it's one of the very last because, of course, somebody could have had that um, image in their can't have an image in the camera or their grandparents' sure. attic mm -hmm. or something else. But the idea of October 16th, 1966 being Walt's last day in Disneyland, and he didn't know it, and he was entertaining mm -hmm. the Medal of Honor recipients, and it was his one of the proudest patriotic days and that he would never go back to Disneyland again. And now it's Disney history. And so I will go to the park every October 16th. I would love to see it, that they make the flag retreat 
um, special that day. I did mm -hmm. explain to the person at the Medal of Honor Society that Walt had established a flag retreat. That helped too. Um, but I just felt that it was just incredibly important to honor Walt on that day. And so that made me um, especially proud to be able to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little choked up here. Because we're uh, go ahead, Mark. We were looking at this as you were talking about it, um, and it's just uh, it means a lot, honestly. Yeah, just... there's a lot of days in Disney history, and I put some in the back that I thought were important. Um, and, but I think that day is really special. So let's, you know, every LTP listener, and uh. I can go there on October 16th, and you know, be at the flag retreat. It's usually at 4:30. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually looking at the day right now. Yep. I was going to say, already what's the day? I, I mean, I'm an annual pass holder. I can go. Or a magic oh, key holder. I magic key holder. <laughs> it is on yeah, the Sunday. I, I, I keep, it I is keep on saying, a, I'm sorry. Octo yeah. I, 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 October 14th. I'm sorry. Oh, my, October 14th. My, Friday. 14th. My, adult, my adult brain. I'm getting through a cold. Uh, that would be on a yeah. Friday this year. I think we got to go. You got me choked up. You had me on the verge of tears. Honestly, if you didn't get Jesse, you almost got me. Yeah, when you said and the, and, and the funny part of it is, is that um, uh, first of all, I apologize. October fourteenth, I get. I'm in a whole other book which we can talk about before we close. Yeah. But is that there? The other funny part of the story was that on the ticket that they got, which entitled them to all the Disneyland attractions, it said, "Shooting galleries accepted." And when Walt got up to give his remarks, he goes, we've got the Medal of Honor winner here and we won't let him shoot, you know? He, goes, he thought that that was like so crazy. And so he said, I think it was Dick Nunes, but he was like, let's get this fixed. So if they want to go to the shooting galleries, then there were two that they could do that. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, I love the fact uh, that, you know, patriot, patriotism mm -hmm. is embedded in Disneyland. And that's never, never Absolutely. lost. And it's never lost on me. Um, no, I, I, you know, even even with my mom, uh, sadly, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get to go when she was there. Uh, she couldn't. She just got sick. Um, uh, and and but she said, like, we need to go. I mean, I told her, I go, mom, four thirty flag retreat. She's like, yes, we need to go. Like, it wasn't even a question, you know. Mm -hmm. And that is, I, I, I explain that to people all the time. Like, flag retreat is something really special. And it glad. is yeah. underestimated for sure. Oh and, God, you know, yeah. and that's also changed remarkably through the pandemic when it opened, you know, then they stopped letting anybody encircle the pole and it was all marked off. And now they've got it where the veterans can go and active service can surround the pole again. So that is another thing that made me so happy about my visit a few weeks ago. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll have to go to that when I when we're there. I yeah. go next week. Yeah, yeah, next week. Next oh, week. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in the future, so Marcy, you were saying that this book will be available at the parks sometime this year. Yeah. Well, um, it, it will be. It was. It is in reprint, so it sold out at the park. It was at Off the Page, and it was at Wonderland Gallery. And you know, of course, my my big thing will be always for it to be at the music and sparkle and pin shop on main street, mm -hmm. USA, mm -hmm. but it is so it is in reprint. I don't think they're going to come back online until April. Um, oh. so yes, that's where they are. And I'll keep you posted about stage nine and, uh, in Sacramento and on my website, marcycharactersmothers.com. If I'm doing anything, you know, significant, I put it up there, but, um, pretty much I'm home writing now my next book, which is for drum roll. Um, 
National Geographic, and okay. a lot of people do not realize that Disney acquired National Geographic. Mm -hmm. If you have Disney Plus, you see it on there. So yeah. um, it is the Walt Disney Company's 100th anniversary oh. in 2023, and oh. there's all sorts of special projects happening. I had just finished um, a Delicious Disney Recipes and Stories from the Most Magical Place on Earth with Pam Brandon, and... Walt's Disneyland, a walk in the park with Disneyland concurrently. And I was just, they went to print last July and I was like done, June and July, I was cooked. Mm -hmm. But then my editor said, you need to call me. And about this opportunity, do you want me to throw your hat in the ring to write a hundred best Disney adventures of a lifetime? What? So <sighs> believe it or not, I said, no. Oh. Um, but then, you know, I just, I was just so tired, you know, it's like, you know, and then but, it, but then it just took me a few minutes. Like, I'd be crazy not to throw my hat in. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I got hired. And so I started in July, right after that call, two weeks later. Mm. And it will be debuting at D23 Expo. Are you guys going? No, we're not. No. We're not going no. to that. No. I know. Well, so we got to. We got to in one year. I know. It's so, I know. It's so great. I, okay, I won't go on and on. And so there's going to be two editions. There's going to be the regular edition, and there will be a deluxe edition. Mm. And the deluxe edition will have some special material and some really cool things. So it's been a complete, is a complete joy to work uh, with National Geographic. Wow. And, uh, and they're really 100% behind this book. It's a very different book for me because you'll feel the heart. Mm. Um, but you know, it is, we vetted across all the company's platforms from cruises to parks to, to this, to that, about what you think are the best adventures in your category. And then I added several, a lot, because I also felt free things were really important and not just like, it's not all about just big bucket list items. It's everything, things like hidden Mickey's and pin collecting and yeah. trading and all that. And then I was able to add what is going to be for me that with you guys, the most exciting to share oh. is that I said, what if we have an adventure with Walt series? And they go, what would that be? And I said, well, I'll tell everybody about their non-Disney company-owned places, but cool things you could do, like Walt's Barn that we discussed, like going mm -hmm. to Marceline and the Walt Disney Hometown uh, Museum. Oh. Uh, you know, everything from restaurants that you could go where Walt went to, such as the Tam O'Shanter, mm -hmm. Uncle Robert's Garage, the F First Studio, uh, like on a little treasure hunt, Hyperion, and where the other studios were, or Chicago Birthplace, where Walt was born. So it's like an, I, an opportunity, obviously Walt Disney Family Museum, an opportunity to connect with Walt directly and the history of Walt. So there's 10 of those entries in the book, and I'm thrilled about that, that because it is the Walt Disney Company we're celebrating. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not celebrate Walt that. himself? I love yeah. the idea. Oh man, that so is it's great. a lot of Walt. Whenever I could get Walt in there, I did. You know, even like in one entry, it was like, well, you know, Walt had the idea of making cues interesting from the beginning, which he did. Now, of course, with the you know the Play Disney app, and if you're in the know on certain things, there's there's magic in these cues, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's not just the way that not just visual to look at, but actual yeah. things you can do. So anyway, that's what I'm working on, and then I will another Disneyland book which I'm just contributing to, and it doesn't come out till next year, so we'll wait okay. Um, okay. on that one. Okay. And then, um, yeah, that's it. That's my that's my uh, my story on the books, guys. Okay. Um, that's so exciting. Oh, yeah, I need more books for my coffee table. I love it. <laughs> yeah, National <laughs> Geographic will be what you guys are all saying about the look and feel of having a hardcover, for sure. Oh, very that cool. Book will that book will deliver. Okay, looking forward to that. 
So and that, which means we need to go to D23 at some point. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We one always, day. Yeah, we one always day. wrestle with that one. We do. We do. Okay. Well, you got two more years of not this year. I know it's a big ticket item, and I know it requires a lot of diligence to get a ticket. Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, but it, and it, it and it's just something, you know, something to aspire to and something to look forward to. It is one of the 100 Disney adventures of a lifetime. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely included that one. Because yeah. I truly believe it is. So it is. I can't yeah. wait for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to go. Yeah, for sure. No, but I can't wait for that book. That, that I mean, that'll, because, I mean, exploring beyond, you know, the parks is always exciting for me so mm -hmm. yeah and then have that connection and have that all tied together how amazing oh yeah, yeah super exciting yes um now before we wrap this up i i actually wanted to get your permission on something marcy i um since i have eat like walt <clears throat> i'm looking at it right now i have been flirting with the idea of doing an eat like walt party at my house at some point to invite my friends and we're going to try to i'm going to divvy up a list do i have your permission to do that <laughs> Oh gosh! You know what? That's I love the idea, and please do. And also on Instagram, there is somebody who did cooking with Julia. Only he he made every single recipe. Really? Oh, in the entire book, it's something Bertha. I'll have to get that okay. to you guys. I'm sorry, I can't think of it off the top of my head. No worries. Yeah, and he went, it was really really cool. So I love that. In fact, I just met somebody who uh, did that party, and then when I was at the World's Fair event. <laughs> A new friend, because of course you make so many new friends at Disney, mm -hmm. said that she did that for her boyfriend. Oh, and you know it was oh. like eat, it was like what she called it, eat like Bob. But it was she said, <laughs> eat like Walt gave gave her the inspiration, so she made all of his favorite foods. So yes, please do, and please tag me and all the posts on Instagram so I can see what you chose to make and how it oh, all yeah. turned out. Okay, excellent. We will do that. Um, LTP listeners, we highly encourage you to get this book on Amazon or if, hopefully soon uh, in April. I'm hearing you can get at the parks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Could do that. Um, and, but we are also going to be giving away a signed copy of this book. And I'm going to th think of a question to ask or oh, do you a might? contest. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Cause yeah, a contest. Yeah. Okay. But we will be giving away a signed copy of this book. Uh, so we're looking forward to doing that. So stay tuned for that. Um, what else? Oh, Sacramento. Yes. Over at our friends, uh, Troy over at uh, stage nine, entertainment stores yep um he's gonna be i'm guessing marcy will be doing a book signing there sometime in the next couple months is that yeah, right I assume, yeah I, definitely i think this is a matter of the, the, him getting the books in and setting a date but what a, i just love stage nine i actually think downtown or old town sacramento is got so many things that are similar to disneyland it's ridiculous mm -hmm. you know from oh, the soda yeah. fountain to the yeah the train tracks to yeah the, Esmeralda fortune teller. I love it down there. And he's, yep. he's the great partner and I love his store. I probably spend too much money, but <laughs> well, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, what, what do we, we, we went down there and interviewed him. How long ago now? Like a month ago, maybe a month ago like month a month. on your Insta. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was great. And so we're, yeah, I can't wait to go meet up with you there. I mean, that whole vibe, that kind of vibe is, I can't, I can't wait to get it. <laughs> oh, it yeah. oh yeah, no, it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and, not that you need any more projects or ideas or anything, <laughs> but um, are you just doing a book signing there, or are you going to be going like having like a question, like a like a Q and A thing down like downstairs? I I think both. I think Ooh. both. It's like, it's like what we did for Eat Like Walt. When you know, in that case, 
several of his, you know, patrons and regular people chose the meat. They, they made eat like Walt food. It was amazing down, you know, uh, there's like seven or eight eat like Walt dishes. So I don't have the details uh, and I will, you know, as you'll see it come up on stage nine's Instagram. I will. And yeah. please hope to see you guys. Oh, you will. Oh, yeah. Plug no in doubt. On a future podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. So I'm going to ask Troy if I can record that, um, whatever your Q and a is down there, just like a little bit and maybe talk to some listeners down or listeners or some fans. Um, so I don't think, you know, people are going to come to see us, but, yeah, no. uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to see if I can somehow get us involved with that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be great. Fun. That'd yeah. Be great. Yeah. Okay. So excellent. Um, I want to say thank you so much, Marshy, for taking time out of your Sunday afternoon um, to hang out with us. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I feel very uh, privileged and honored that you want to hang out with us on, mm-hmm. on, on this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure and joy, and let's all work together to keep Walt's legacy alive. Absolutely. We will for sure. Yes. Uh, okay, guys. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity, and I'll see you soon up north. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you, Marcy. All Have right. a thank great you. day. Thank All you, right. Marcy. Yeah, care, thank guys. you, Marcy. All right. Bye. 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 Okay. And that was... I freaking love her. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, she feels like she's one of us, or, or yeah, or we're one of her. I don't know what it had yeah, the correct way to say it. Yeah, we always talk about it, and, 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 and we talk about this off off air all the time and how just Marcy's just a good human being. And one of the main things that, 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 well, one of the, one of the pluses that uh, being a, a fan of Walt and Walt Disney is that we get to meet amazing, just good hearted people. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, Absolutely. the work that she does to preserve Walt's legacy is invaluable and that, yeah. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why we co- we've connected so well with her is that we all have that same that same thought process. We yes. all recognize that these are important things that we need to preserve and to carry on. So, yeah, I love her to death. Great, yep. great, just a great person. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Super grateful for for knowing her and, and having her uh, just be so willing and so open with us all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to see her again. Yep. And uh, all you listeners, um, if you're anywhere near Northern California, uh, please stay tuned for that uh, at Stage 9 Entertainment when she's there. Because not only do you get to buy a book from her, you get it signed, you also get to support Troy. And just keep this. And her. Well, yeah, that's right. You buy a book from her and and her, you get to meet her and you guys will instantly enjoy her. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Nope. I will definitely be bringing my book for her to sign because. Yep. I have to. You have to. You got to. And yes, and listeners, uh, stay tuned because we will be giving you guys um, uh, a signed copy. We're gonna have to contest. figure that out. We're gonna yes. have to, and we're gonna make it difficult. I think we're gonna have to make it difficult. Yes, we'll figure well, it out. Well, I mean, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then we'll have. Um, I'm in the works to get one another um, interview on, to where hopefully we can get like another giveaway thing to oh, do yeah. with that as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. We, we are working. We're going to transition. We are working on what? One, two, two more interviews, and, I, and I'm working on a third. Oh, I don't know about this. You thing. don't know about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Awesome. Um, well, you have a trip report, Mark. I do. And so, yeah, we'll just wrap this up, and then we'll just end the end, end the show. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was there for Villains Night on... Uh, the 8th, I guess. 8th mm-hmm. and 9th. Uh, 9th, that's at the park. Um, 
just a real. I'll give you like the a very quick report. A villain's night, a ticketed event, uh, starting from eight till twelve um, at DCA, but they let us in at four thirty. Um, overall, I'm gonna say that the party was meh. You wouldn't know that it was a villain's night really? at, at all. They could have called what? it seriously. I was yeah. It's um. The only I saw so many villains on TikTok. <laughs> if you want to stand in line for 45 minutes to get a picture with someone, you can. But there was no villains roaming around. They were only in certain spots. Uh, and they basically had like uh, Descendants music was on the soundtrack was the whole night. It was just this music. Um, there was no special announcement that there was party going on. Um, and they had like the green and purple sign on Buena Vista Street that said, hey, villains night. And I took a picture of it. Um and besides that, they had like special treats. That was really it. Uh, really? Yeah, it wasn't anything. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't anything like Oogie Boogie's. And I was thinking it'd be more akin to that. Do you uh, think you're spoiled by Oogie Boogie though? A lo- <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, when you have a, a theme night, yeah, you have a level. I mean, and, and really, Oogie Boogie's is kind of like the pinnacle. In yeah, am I wrong? No, no, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. Um. So to answer, I, I mean. If you like Disney bounding, that's the term, yeah? Yeah. And, you know, wearing the costumes, this is a great venue for that because we saw a lot of that kind of stuff. And there's some there's some really, really good talent out there for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I'd be hard-pressed to do it again um, unless it was at Disneyland. Then you get a lot of access to stuff that I would just would love to do. But um, so... Okay, so it was okay. I'd probably out of, out of ten, I would probably give it a four. Uh, that's where I sit on that. But the 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 saving grace was, oh yeah, they did Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark, fun, fun, and some of the food was actually pretty good because we got to go to Food and Wine Festival too. They were ramping that up until eleven. So oh, okay, yeah. So that was we got we we all picked out probably too much food, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um, so that was a great time. But mostly, I um, really just enjoyed being at the parks with my daughters. It was just a great time just to do, do everything. Um, Disneyland, the following day, it was just ma- uh, magical. The whole I mean, They closed at 10, and we stayed until 10. Um, the only bad part was that... Uh, oh, wait a minute, we got the Genie Plus, and I found that to be uh, very, very helpful. Um but one thing I w- I'll, I'll comment about all this D- Disney Plus, I mean Disney Plus, uh, Genie Plus, was that we didn't use it for, for Big Thunder because it was a 40-minute wait, and I go, well, that, that's fine. We can just do that. I don't want to burn it on something because you can only use it once. Yep. So we actually did the standby for, for Big Thunder, and we got all the way around to where they merged, and we were one family behind. There was a family of four in front of us, and there's three of us. Um. And he said to the people who were standby, hey, how many in your party? And they said four. Okay, just hold on. And they opened up the lightning link, or sorry, the the uh, Genie Plus crowd. And he let 60, I counted, 60 people in, held that up, opened up our line, let the four people in, held us up, and then let, I think, 35 people in, 36 people in from that, and then asked how many, how many were us. I go three. Merged us into them. And they just repeat this process. And, and I was telling the girls, I go, are you paying attention to what they're doing here? Hmm. People are getting upset for standby line. 
because they didn't pay the extra 20 bucks like we actually did, but we didn't use it for that particular attraction. And they're just letting this whole flow of, of, Gen- of Genie Plus people go in. So the ratio was not good. I wonder, though, I wonder, though, if it happens to be that particular operator. It, I don't know. That I'm, per- I, I'm not sure if they're CM. giving. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're be- giving. Because I'll give you my experience. It wasn't like that at all. Okay. They were keeping everything pretty flow. I mean, Even? We, yeah. Um, um, from from what I recall, I didn't. I never got that feeling hmm. that that we were being uh, either either when we used it or didn't use it that we were being unevenly, um, you know, distributed or or let in at any uneven rate. I mean, okay. clearly when you had the 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 whatever the fast passport, yeah, um, you went in quicker. Sure. But it wasn't anything crazy. The only the only attraction that was screwed up from the word go, which. I don't know why it always seems to be Guardians. <laughs> really? It is always a long line when you do a fast pass for Guardians. I don't oh, yeah, get it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I looked at the line and all. I'm like, are, are, what? Like it came out, you know, coming out, it went left, went down, 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 and went to Avengers Campus. I'm like, what the, what the, what the, what? I'm like, and I look over at the standby. I'm like, we're going over there. And my family's like, what? No, the long, the line is long. I'm like, no, we're fine. Trust me. 30 minutes, in, boom, done, gonzo. Yeah. And I'm like, why would, I, I never get that. But yeah. I don't get it either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could I could say the same thing for Matterhorn. Yeah. That fast pass or whatever they call calling Oh, it. no, I will tell you, when we use it for that, yeah. oh my gosh, that was quick. Oh, was it? See, ours was back we, we were on in five minutes, man. It was great. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, interesting. Um, all the food was great at Disneyland. We had, we ate lunch at Carnation. Um... Well, let's just say the day before we ate at um, Downtown Disney, and the, the plan was okay. We got to pick some place where we're not gonna. Oh, I, hold on, I'm backtracking here. First night dinner, tra- Trader Sam's. We had is the first time all my daughter, my all my daughters, both my daughters can drink, so we did that. Um, had a great time there. Following day, we went to Downtown Disney, and the plan, the only rule was it has to be somewhere we've never eaten before, and it was Tortilla Joe's. We've never been there. Yeah, you told me about that. Loved yeah. it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I'm adding it to the list of standard issue places now. <laughs> um, and, then, and then Carnation at Disneyland the following day. Again, um, it was super crowded. Did not ruin my day at all because we had a, we're, we're pretty good at navigating things and knowing where to go. Um but I was talking, telling the girls though, because of what you had mentioned, Jess, about these posted times, aren't mm-hmm. aren't exactly accurate. No, no. And, and and Jess, you made the point that you're wondering if they were inflating them on purpose to kind of maybe try to get people leaned over into you know using the magic genie or the genie whatever. What do we call it? Genie plus. Right. There we go. Yeah. And and I kind of went. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a level of that, but I I don't know. I think they inflate them on purpose because nothing would be worse of you. I'll put it this way. Here, I'm going to give you 10, what, 10 bottles of wine, Jess. I know you like wine. Okay. And then I walk up and I give you eight. And be like, hey, dude, you said 10. Oppose that and it's like, hey, Jess, I'm going to give you 10 bottles of wine. And I walk up and I give you 13. I was originally always going to give you 13, but I said 10. Because why? Because now you feel like, oh, my gosh, look how cool you are. You gave me 13. You said you only had 10. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay. They're going to tell you 45, and when you go through in 35 or 30 or 20, you're like, dude, that was cool. We went and look at what they said. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a hat in hand, kind of like a both both kind of a thing. Like, oh, if the casual 
park goer is going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll buy that because they're going to spare me that. Sure. People like you and I, we're going to look at the line. We're going to physically look at the line and go like, that ain't going to be no 45 minutes. Like like for Rise, yeah. it says 90 minutes. I look at where we're at. I'm like, 30 minutes. Here we go. Like, no way. I'm like, put it on the clock. 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. So for, for, for the people who don't go to the park that often... I think there's a level of that. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, look at these wait times. And if I get that, I can skip all that. Sweet. Oh, I mean, I was so, I mean, I think I, I would, I mean, I, I enjoyed having Max Pass. So I, this is no, no. Oh, no. It, yeah. it is still good. Yeah. Not as good, but it still works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, but my, I think my point was like, yes, I agree. They might be doing it a little bit, Udi, like to kind of make people happy that their line wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. But like, my I and I will until the day I die keep going back to Thunder. What did they say it was? They said it was a 25 minute wait that took me six minutes. Mm-hmm. That's way too over exaggerated. Yeah, no, I agree you know with that. I, mean? I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just too much of an exaggeration for it to be like, oh yeah, it's a 25 minute wait. It took me six minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. F off. I'm sorry. Frozen off. Frozen off. Yeah, that's the F word. That's the F word. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll let you know what it's like in, what, seven seven days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like I said, uh, great time. Uh, We got to do, I think, 10, 10 different attractions and casually walk around the park enjoying it. So it was no... No uh, issues for us anywhere. Um, oh, I did. Let me see. I didn't. I, I was looking for some merchandise. And to me, there's nothing I really liked at all. I'm like, you guys, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of a drop in the ball. For, uh, no, the girls were going to buy a, one or two, um, but they did not like anything that they saw. A, a lot of it was already picked through or yeah. some stuff that they didn't even like a theme they didn't like. Um Okay. I, I saw nothing that I wanted, uh, like a T-shirt. I was looking for a T-shirt or something, and I, I didn't see anything. Um, so, no big deal. I'll go back again and, f- and try to find something. Um, the only other complaint I had was that I waited in line at Gibson Girl at the end of the day to buy ice cream for everybody. No, don't tell me. I'm telling you, they they ran out of milk on my No, fronts. no. Oh. Yeah, and I go, you don't have it, and they go, no, and I go, okay, well, I guess I'll have. To make Jess happy, I'll have mint, mint chip. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Yeah, so um, I got a cup of mint chip. And, oh, my God. Uh, I didn't get the waffle cone because I think it works better with the mocha and fudge. So whatever. I saved like 600 calories. That's no big deal. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, I just, yeah, I really wanted to get an annual pass. Uh, I felt like I just, uh, it felt great to be back there. I did not get it. I'm going to wait till next year or, when, or whenever uh, it becomes a little more, you know, to my to my liking whatever the terms are um but no just absolutely fun time to, to be there and uh, looking forward to going again yep so that is the trip report for me okay um that's gonna wrap up episode 150 um mm-hmm. so impressed i'm so not i'm i'm very impressed i know i'm just um i'm amazed that we've, <laughs> we're at 150 uh it says a lot Crazy. yeah it says a lot you know for for you know, listening. A, again, after me thinking we hit our peak on four, man. Yeah. 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 146 episodes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, listeners, 
thank you so much for tuning in, downloading this show. If you want to get involved, you can, um, because the show is brought to you by you guys. Uh, Patreon, uh, we make it super simple. $1, $3, or 5 Just go to leaventodaypodcast.com. Um, you can reach us at info at leaventodaypodcast.com if you want to send us an email, and people do. Um, and that is that. Uh, go check out Marcy's new book, uh, Walt's Disneyland, A Walk in the Park with Walt Disney, and you'll, you'll, you'll love it. Um, if you love listening to how she, you know, speaks and and comes you know to her conclusions and stuff it's it's imagine her talking and reading it it's she it's she's the real deal with this stuff um and again it's a like her previous book eating like Walt. it's a labor of love and it's a really really good read if you like rare, rare pictures of the of the park they're in there if you like cool stories about the park and Walt, it's all in there really good stuff and like i said we'll be giving away a copy of that and stay tuned for when she is going to be signing these books all right jess where can people find you well i'm actually on instagram right now but hold on because i have some exciting news for you guys all right um okay so my instagram is at s or not at it's storybook jess uh, my snapchat code is somewhere way down in my instagram feed. you need to probably put it back in there again you know what? Why don't you put it back in there? I don't again? even know what, that what she said. No. Uh, I, and I'm going to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my Facebook is Jessica Farfan. And then our um, podcast Facebook page is Leaving Today Podcast. Two words, Leaving Today Podcast. Okay. Did you have anything, yeah. an announcement? What were you saying? What were you saying? Oh, um, I'm like, what? Like, I got exciting news and then nothing. Like, what are you saying? Um, no, when I, because I'm going to the park next week. Yeah. Yeah. I got a message, uh, from someone and they said, um, because they, of my, I posted a picture of my new tattoo and they said, oh my God, I love the tattoo. I also been meaning to message you as we are going to be in the park the same day I heard you say you were in the last episode. I would love, to get to say hi i'll be there on the 22nd my birthday let me know if you think it would work to meet up who that i said i said absolutely it would work to meet up i said maybe we can get a few rides together it's uh jennifer jay vendetta no way oh jennifer's gonna yeah. be there oh yeah how great well make sure yeah, you get a picture so, yeah oh absolutely yeah so i i just shot her my phone number i said i'd love to meet up i said maybe we can get a ride or two in together so that'd be a lot of fun. I said, here's my number. Text me, and we'll definitely plan on it. Very so, cool. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Well, great. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That is great. I get a, I get a, a yeah. listener meet, meet up. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. It's well, usually you guys that get those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now Very I gotta do my makeup and look all cute, you know? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Like you wouldn't do it anyway. I'll have to see if uh, I can get No, I definitely. I'm definitely not going to because if you check the weather, it's going to be 81 degrees, like Anaheim, 81 degrees oh. on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh, jeez. That's warm. That's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, Udi, where can people find you for some more witty banter? You can find me on my other podcast show, The Mando Show, uh, that we cover uh, The Mandalorian. What? 
I was going to ask you, and I want a very quick answer. Obi-Wan trailer. Yes. The Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Oh, my freaking God. I almost cried repeatedly. I'll oh leave it there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, How cool is that really going to be? Really looking forward to it. The second, the duels of the fate, um, the duel of fates came in, kicked in. I uh, That's when I almost started crying. Okay. Anyway, Jess, have you seen that trailer? No. Yeah, you don't care. Who's Whatever. I'm going to move on from well, you. Are you, hold on. Are you going to, to the celebrations? Is this happening yet? Okay. Not good political. I, I, I will I will be right here. As currently it stands, the requirements that they are putting on people to go into the convention, mm-hmm. I am not willing to do that. Okay. Uh, they are talking about, you know, it is a fluid situation. So uh-huh. there are one, there are two things that they need to, cor- or not correct, but remove from their requirements, and then I am there. So as it stands right now, no. Okay. I am not going. Booty, when is that? It is the same weekend that Fantasmic relaunches. Correct. February, oh. May. February. No, no, March. May 26th. May 26th. The day after the first Obi-Wan. Yeah, that weekend. You know, you know, he's gonna be there. I know, I know, I know all of this, but you know, I am gonna stand on my 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 morals, and I will not agree with with what they want. I will not comply to that. Okay. So I'm not gonna go into political. I've made everybody knows my opinions. I'm not mm-hmm. shy of them. But uh, so no. no, at current at current time, uh, uh, I will I will put it out uh, when I make my final call. If they don't change it, and I will have a four day pass available for anybody who wants it who is willing to go. Okay. Well, there you uh, go. But anyway. Um, uh, anyway, so, but going back to the positive side that, oh my God, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I can't wait. I already heard a cut. There are some people who just hate Disney Star Wars. They say they love Star Wars, but hate Disney Star Wars. And they decided to pick everything apart. I'm like, get off that. Like, take what you can get from it. Enjoy it. And if you don't want to, then stop. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I'm way, I'm way hyped for it. And uh, I hope, um, I have faith in, in Deborah Chow, mm-hmm. brilliant director. Uh, good, great storyteller. So I put my faith in the people working. Anyway, I uh, hope it's a deep character analysis. Of, I, I, of I I do too, and actually go. Um, that goes into the Manda show. We actually just recorded uh, the episode yesterday. It should okay. be out probably. It will, will be out by the time you guys this comes out. Um, we talk about that. We talk about what we uh, want from Obi Wan. Okay, a little bit. Um, anyway, so there there's that one, the Manda show. Uh, then you can find me on my Instagram page, which is H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. Uh, that is my only social media, because I love to say it. I will not get Facebook. I got put... I, anyway. Oh, come on, Eddie. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, Twitter's a dumpster fire. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. We go. All right. All right. So, that is going to wrap up episode 150. Uh, thank you so much for tuning, for listening again. Uh, we really enjoyed doing these interviews for you so you can maybe get encouraged to do your own history, do your own research and, and stuff. Um, but I love to connect with other people. And uh, Marcy is definitely one of those people. For sure. Thank uh, you again, Marcy. Yeah, thank, thank you again, Marcy. Yeah, thank you. Amazing, as always. Yes. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Again, we love you. Adventures out there. And we will see you in the parks. Bye-bye. See ya.
It's box wine. Don't judge. Uh, no, I know you're trashy. It's fine. So here, I'm going to tell Mark. I'm going to tell Mark the plan here. Oh, there's a plan. Yeah. Wait, which plan? The one because you need to be. You're going to be on live. My body's just stiff. Just whiskey, hot whiskey with some lemon. Hot whiskey with lemon. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Boy, was my face red.